uh, I mean, technically the forms are complex, you know, building a reliable uh, portrait, but also uh, having the opportunity to uh, express feeling or uh, emotion through the face is something very, uh, I find very curious and uh, intriguing. In this episode, I'm talking to sculptor Gadi Lesham. Gadi, so wonderful to meet you on Zoom. So here. It's yeah, great to and, be here. <laughs> yeah, I, I discovered you on Instagram. Your lovely art, uh, your, your sculptures. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. So tell me, where are you based? So we're in uh, the US, in uh, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Mm -hmm. uh, were you born there? No, I was born in Israel and we moved here in uh, 2008 yeah. with the family. We moved for, uh, I had a job opportunity, me and my wife uh, in Pittsburgh, and we stayed here. <laughs> oh, wonderful. Yeah. And now the, the sculpturing your art, is this your job or is it something part-time? No, it's it's uh, part-time, usually at uh, nights and weekends. Really? I'm, uh, I'm an uh, engineer in my uh, daytime work uh, in a software company. Oh, I see. Okay. Well, this is uh, then, um, now you have to tell me, how did you start with, with the sculpturing? So... I know since I was a kid, I was interested in that, but it was kind of a, on the side. And uh, about 10 years ago, I started getting really interested in uh, sculpting uh, faces, portraits. It, it almost felt like, uh, you know, it's, it's something I can do. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I, you know, started studying online, uh, finding material, finding books, uh, videos, and uh, started practicing at home with, with uh, just with clay. <laughs> uh, well, now, but I have to stop you now because I wanted, so, so this is, you say you as a child, it was an interest. So did you do it as a child? Uh, a, a little, just... Uh, yeah. Yeah, you know, ceramic uh, courses and uh, little uh, 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 plastiline uh, oh, clay yeah. at home. And, and but, now, what specifically portraits or the faces? What was that that intrigued you? It's I don't know something about the human face, the complexity. It's uh, and it still amazes me to this day. It's, it's mm. so complex and. Uh, uh, I mean, technically the forms are complex, you know, building a reliable uh, portrait, but also uh, having the opportunity to uh, express feeling or uh, emotion through the face is something very, uh, I find very curious and uh, intriguing, uh, challenging also. <laughs> Well, I, I can understand that because this is also in photography for me, uh, something that I find interesting, uh, you know, is expression and how specific expressions actually uh, 
for me, it says something about the person or, or, or identifies the person for me. Um, and, and, and in your case, you almost have the, I would say, uh, the power to decide on that expression yes. that you want to give your, your sculptor, sculpting. Right, right. Uh, so it, it usually starts with the, some idea of where it's going to. Sometimes it changes in the middle, but yeah. uh, uh, usually it's the emotion, I think, that's, that's behind the piece at the beginning. And th that's where it's, it's pulling itself towards. <laughs> oh, I see. Okay. So you start with the emotion and then you, you create that that's that's usually the case when when i think of it uh and unless it's you know it's like a practice or you're sitting well when you're really sitting with a model in front of you you kind of get what they you know what they transmit what they send you yeah and you try to catch that specific thing that talks to you and put it into the sculpture and it's this this is not something technical i think it's something you have to feel uh and i i don't even know how you know it's not like a formula you feel this you translate it to that it kind of comes with with the forms uh, but, it's hard to explain <laughs> but no but i find it so interesting you, you you have models and they sit and you you look at them and then you start sculpting. Uh, so yeah, sometimes, so, sometimes yeah. I work with the uh, photos or uh, just, you know, imagination. And uh, sometimes we do, uh, uh, together with some other sculptors, we, we do uh, uh, sessions where we have a model sitting. It's, it's like a life drawing. Oh, yeah. And, uh, but the difference is that we move around the subject to get the different angles because usually when you paint you want it you want a certain angle and to keep it that way throughout the session uh, when you sculpt you want to kind of see the different volumes from different angles so it's it's either the model rotating <laughs> or you rotate around it uh, so i had the opportunity of uh, you know joining several sculptors and we we would go you know uh take a studio for a session have someone sit and then go around and get the different angles uh of the face and uh, we we did portraits mostly wow i mean and and from where you started um when you started doing it did you also then work with pictures or did you use your imagination uh but both both okay. I think. uh mm -hmm. and usually when you when you work with pictures uh if it's pictures that you find online let's say some uh uh celebrity or someone oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you get pictures from different angles different you know uh zoom uh and, oh, and yeah. also dif different different uh, proximity to the camera which also changes things you know as you go closer you get like a 
um, and a distortion of, you know, some things look wider in the center and some things look uh, smaller on the sides. It really depends on, uh, if, you, if you really want to sculpt uh, something accurately from photos, you have to take the photos yourself from a distance with a, with a certain oh, okay. zoom uh, setting and have uh, you know, pictures taken from different angles, all with this, and hopefully with the same expression also. Yeah. Uh, when, when you're just collecting stuff randomly, you, you get, you know, different angles, different expressions that, you know, and uh, it's it's uh, hard. So you got to, uh, you get to, you know, just, just make up some things that you can't really see in the pictures or you don't have the angle to see it. But, yeah. yeah, but and uh, and um, how much do you know about uh, how much do you have to know about the anatomy of of the body to to be able to sculpt? Um, you you have to know uh, uh, a good amount to get with a realistic. If if you're looking for a realistic look, mm -hmm. uh, understanding the underlying structure, the bone yeah. structure, and the the muscles, the fat areas really help to get the realistic uh, look. You, know, it, you can go for something uh, uh, non-realistic or uh, abstract or and, and then it, it kind of, you know, uh, it, you, can, you can play with it, but if you want to, to create something uh, realistic looking, uh, you have to know some basics. Mm -hmm. So uh, I, I studied at first with the uh, sculptor named uh, Philippe Faroe. His, his uh, online, he has YouTube videos and I went, uh, one time I went to a class uh, at his place and he has a very nice approach to uh, 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 building the portrait from the bone structure and up, and that that gave me a good base basis, I think, to to have a basic realistic layer that you can later modify and uh, add and change uh, according to the the portrait that you see. But it's kind of the basic and the skull structure that you start with that uh, helps you get things in shape from the beginning. So have you developed a sort of a, um, an eye to look at faces? You know, so if you meet somebody, do you automatically sort of um, analyze? And not, not in a negative way, but I mean, yeah. <laughs> you know, you do that. <laughs> yes, yeah, definitely. <laughs> and sometimes uh, in meetings at work or... <laughs> <laughs> That's how people well, will see that it now. Makes, <laughs> it makes those meetings interesting, you know. Yes. <laughs> uh, but I do look at sometimes I see, oh, that, that's an interesting uh, fold in the ear there. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Also, also, face is just, I've. Mm -hmm. I, it's many times I feel like I want to sculpt someone when I see them in the street or really? somewhere. Yeah, the, the interesting 
so many interesting faces. <laughs> <laughs> well, I saw somebody interesting one day and I ran after her in the train station to, because I wanted to photograph her. So, you know, you, you just have to do it. If you see that ear that you want to sculpt, you have to ask them. <laughs> Great. <laughs> <laughs> By the no. way, you're, you're talking about your photography, and I, I really uh, liked your, uh, 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 I can't remember the project where, where you photographed people. Oh, at the, their moments, home. the moments in Mo lockdown. Right, yeah. right, right, right. Oh, the, I, I'm so passionate about that project because it was, it, you know, there were so many things around it, um, not just the pictures, but also the communication with the people. So, those pictures are really very special to me. But thank you yeah. very much for having a look at it. Mm. The, the pictures and, and the videos also on your inter Instagram page, where you know you see people that are so talented and they they're expressing it. You can hear it through their playing, you, mm -hmm. and, and you know, and they're in in a solitary location, playing kind of to themselves or maybe one someone you know one more person next to them yeah it's, it's real it's uh really you know fascinating and uh heartbreaking <laughs> <laughs> and it's you know it makes you think of it you know when they stand on the stairs there and play it was yeah for me it was always a very um i mean I've, I've always felt honored because i think these people are professional musicians and um and the fact that they allowed me to to do that and film them and so on so that that was always very something that i felt very privileged that i could be part of that but now you have some of your faces there of 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 your your head pieces there can you tell me about that one that i see there on your um which one side? yeah this uh, well anyone yeah that one yeah <laughs> The white uh, one? Oh, that one. Well, anyone, tell me, yeah. This this one is, oh, wow. is uh, one of the people that we sculpted in the live sessions that I mentioned. Uh, so mm -hmm. he was sitting, I think he had kind of that expression or mood at some point. And uh, that that's what got. <laughs> yeah and the material here. what is the material that so you use? The, the material this is ceramic I, I usually do ceramic pieces for large pieces yeah and uh, uh, oil based uh, which is like a plastiline uh, that never uh, dries like it's it's almost like kids uh, plastiline just a, yeah. a different grade uh, which are these pieces that uh, need to be Okay, so, so ceramic sculptures, you uh, sculpt them, you dry them, you, you make them hollow because then you fire them in a kiln and you have to make sure that there are no air pockets and there are, that it's, it's light enough. And so you uh, hollow it from the inside. So basically all, all of these are hollow. But, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, but if you now say ceramic, so that is like a... Like I would say a pottery clay, but just a very yes. fine, a very fine clay. Uh, it's, it's, it's exactly like pottery clay. Sometimes oh. I use just pottery clay. Sometimes there are pottery clays or clays that are uh, a little more uh, tuned towards sculpting in elasticity 
and in the fine uh, uh, texture of of the clay. So sometimes they have uh, it's called grog. They put uh, fired uh, clay particles in the clay, which makes it looks uh, grainy. Uh, oh, sometimes the clay uh, is uh, very uh, smooth. So you, you can get different effects. Like for example, this one is smooth. So you, you can get, uh, it's hard to see because uh, the, the finish is a little rough. But for example, I don't know if you can see it here. Oh yeah. Uh, in this sculpture, you, you can see the uh, yeah. uh, grain in the in the texture here, right? Yeah. Oh, I love that one. So yeah. That, that's that's in the clay itself, mm. and uh, so so you uh, so with 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 this water-based clay, you work on the piece, you hollow it, you dry it, and then you fire it in a kiln in high temperature. And uh, you get uh, kind of uh, well, it depends on the material, but uh, with with the clay that I'm using, it's it's uh, kind of an off-white finish. And then you apply. Oh, I see. Uh, okay. You apply a layer ab above mm -hmm. it. It could be paint. It could be different uh, patinas, different combinations of uh, materials on it. So, for example, with this piece, I had uh, uh, kind of a, a rust effect at first. So it, it's a material that has iron in it, and then you spray it with another material that reacts with it, and it creates kind of a rust uh, layer. Mm -hmm. And uh, this one was also covered in wax, so it gave it some, uh, you know, this shiny look here. Oh, yeah. But it does have a metal. I mean, it now yeah. that you said it, it's it's like a uh, you know like a metal look, like a metal statue look. Right, right. It kind of got a, a metal feel to it. But but this it's only a it's only a paint on over a okay. ceramic. Mm. So like if you look inside, you know you can oh, see. Oh, I see. Yeah, I can see the light. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but now, um, how much? shrinkage do you get when you put it in the oven? So uh, it's about uh, I think 10% with the clay that I work with. Okay. Uh, so the, the shrinkage starts actually from uh, as, as the piece dries. So it's it's very wet at first and very uh, it's very easy to move the clay because it's it's very soft. So uh, that's that's another advantage to this material because you can start uh, quickly and you know create uh, kind of a sketch really really fast with just applying clay and then uh, as it dries it shrinks because the water evaporates from the clay yeah. and then you can also fine-tune uh, because the clay is you know moving uh, less <laughs> so oh, yeah. you, you, can, you can really go <clears throat> sorry you can really go in and get some fine details and it holds that th those details and um, and then as as you go the clay shrinks a little so um uh it's it's always <clears throat> you always have to put it on some armature some stand yeah and and allow 
allow it to shrink on it. So the stand, when, when you're working with this type of clay that shrinks, uh, the stand has to be, uh, uh, what I usually do is cover it with the newspaper, something that will absorb the water oh, from I the see. inside and okay. will allow mm -hmm. it to shrink a bit. Because otherwise it's, it's uh, if, you, if it's a rigid structure, the clay will just uh, burst. You know, as, yeah, as I wanted to ask now. Yeah, so you you mold it basically around something, and then you you you. Right. So um, so usually, what I use is a simple uh, uh, dowel or stick, yeah. and uh, apply a newspaper on it hmm. with a, with a certain uh, uh, size, uh, oh, yeah, and then yeah. build the clay on it. So the, the clay can shrink if it needs to on, on that structure. But now how much do you lose from the um, features? You know, so, so uh, how much change do you get in the, in the structure of the face when it starts uh, shrinking? Oh, the, there's also, the, there's almost no change. It, okay. it shrinks uh, equally from all sides. Okay. Mm. Uh, if, if you have, <laughs> so that, that's another reason to have uh, uh, uniform uh, depth. And that's another reason why you hollow the sculpture from the inside. So you get like a shell around, uh, you know, the face. Yeah, you know, different areas have maybe different depths, but mostly it's the same uh, thickness of clay around the sculpture. So like here, this, this is kind of the depth oh, or uh, the, okay. the, the width of the, the clay in, in a mask shell around the structure. And do you go inside then and try and, and, and get it the same thickness overall? So usually what you do is you, you get to an almost finished state where you get all the structure correct uh, and then you slice off a section. So, for example, if I'm working on this, oh, I, see. Yeah. I will slice off a piece from the top, mm. usually something that you can later put on and it will hang on there. You know, you don't want to cut like uh, from the back and then it's hard to oh, I see. Yeah. apply yeah. it back and then it falls down. <laughs> yeah, so you, yeah. you want to cut something that will later hold its weight. Uh, and it also has to be in a state where the clay is dry enough to not collapse on you. And I have okay. had that happen several times. Re oh, <laughs> uh, that must so, be so heartbreaking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> After you're you're almost done, you know, you just want to hollow it and fire, and then yeah. Oh so, my goodness. So yeah. you, you do a cut and you just take it off and uh, empty everything from the inside, empty the part you took off. And if it's like a brain surgery, like yes. brain surgery. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and if, if it's a more complex uh, structure or, or a full uh, full body, you have to cut other areas also and then oh, yeah. empty oh, from there. Yeah. And then you know you, you put the pieces back. There is uh, there is a technique to reconnect areas with the clay that is a little dry. So there's uh, these techniques that come from pottery. You kind of score the edges. And oh yeah. Mm. Uh, wet the areas, put it back, and then you uh, make the seam disappear, <laughs> of course. 
and uh, that, that's usually a very strong bond that happens after you you uh, I, I never had like a case where I had uh, you know breakage in that area. Oh, yeah. No crap, yeah. because I'm thinking now if it then gets fired and, and it was two different uh, um, like the, the when you when you seal it again, of course that clay would be more wet than the the, the actual clay, but it doesn't crack, you say. So the, the so the, the, there's uh, there is that danger as well, like you said, oh, really? and uh, there are ways to uh, to uh, approach it. So you're using clay. You're using not uh, wet clay when you do the reconnection. Uh, you're using a little dried piece of clay. Usually the clay that you took from the ins or took from the oh, inside or mm -hmm. you know that that's a little drier closer to the surface and when you put it in the seam it's uh, it's almost the same uh, okay. uh, in the in the same state of dryness as their as the shell mm. oh, i understand yeah uh, otherwise it will crack because it, but, it, it, yeah. it, it it dries and moves differently uh, with the amount of water that's in it so yeah so so when you put these um um heads then in the oven uh is it always for you this feeling of uh you hope everything will be fine and do you get yes, definitely. Is, it, is it always that like that always oh, oh really <laughs> oh, there's always something could go wrong and and you know, you, you're the piece is complete, right? You yeah. <laughs> I'm just thinking I would be so nervous to do that after yeah, all that yeah. work. But uh, uh, recently, in the in the last years, uh, I I learned uh, I had a friend that pointed out a process that uh, you you put the piece in the kiln and you uh, let it uh, dry in the kiln. On a very low temperature uh, for a period of time, several hours, and that that usually, uh, what, what after I started that, I didn't have any uh, accidents. Oh, I see. The, okay. Raise the so temperature they... too too mm -hmm. fast is when when the problems start. And uh, mm -hmm. if, if you have uh, air pockets left inside or place, uh, places where the where uh, um, you have inconsistent width of the clay oh, yeah. places where where it could crack and break and you know the, the pieces that i had before you, you could see like you know half of the face popped out and oh, broken shattered <laughs> <laughs> it's terrible i i hope you're a man who can cry because i would really <laughs> There are ways to fix that too, but oh, you, okay. you end up with okay. like a you figured that puzzle. also out. <laughs> <laughs> and the, the pieces are not exactly matching because yeah. you know it, it it broke after all. <laughs> yeah. But there there are uh, like glues that you can use mm. and put it back. And if you're you're painting the piece eventually, uh, then you know it wouldn't show oh, yeah. through that. Uh, so. But now so that, still... that that other the the white one there that you have um, yep. on that side, 
Yeah, that, that one is based on a figure from a show. Uh, it's called Outlander. I, I can't oh, remember. Okay. The, <laughs> can't remember the. Uh, oh, wow. So listen, the, these these faces really look real. I, I mean, they you they look very accurate. Yeah, this this mm -hmm. one I was trying to get both the expression and the look of the, the actor. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, I was going through the, the series and trying to get screen captures of different oh, yeah. uh, sides. So because I couldn't find good re reference online from every side with the same, you know, with the same look, same expression. I was trying to get that from the video by doing sc screen captures. Amazing. And then trying to, yeah. That's so amazing. That's, wow. That's so the, the, there's an interesting process that I went through with this one. Uh, uh, th there, there's new technology today. Uh, uh, you know, 3D scanning, it's not new already. <laughs> uh, 3D scanning and printing. So uh, I was trying to get... So okay, so this is this is a fired piece, but sometimes you end up with a, a piece that's material that it's not you can't fire, and it, you need to make a mold and cast something into it. It's a oh, pretty I see. Uh, okay. So you do difficult. that as well. And so I I I don't do it myself. So it's it's a pretty difficult process, I think, or something that you have to learn. Let's mm -hmm. say so. With today's technology, uh, you can uh, scan the uh, a sculpture, this or this, and uh, print uh, uh, either print the mold from it, so you kind of create the negative of it, print it, and you can mold things into it, yeah. or you can print the actual piece. So this, I, I took it to a place where they they accurately scanned the uh, sculpture. And made a 3D model, and then I could uh, wow. print it, you know, in different sizes, of course. And you can manipulate things, change it. One once it's digital, you just put it in a in an editing software, mm. and you can, uh, uh, you know, modify things, change, and then uh, print it in different materials also. So this one is printed in a plastic that has uh, some uh, wood particles in it so it kind of looks almost like wood <laughs> yeah still plastic but <laughs> yeah yeah uh, and uh, I had one piece uh, this one mm. that I printed uh, so in in plastic also but then that, that was just a reference it's this girl oh, here yeah uh, there's an interesting story behind that, that sculpture, but, uh, okay. Yeah, tell so, me. I uh, like stories. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> I'll just, uh, uh, so the, the, uh, th that was a, a reference print and then, uh, printed in, uh, metal. There's a oh, technology today to print, uh, 3D print in, in metal and you end up getting like a metal, uh, different kinds of metal. Uh, results uh, that that are the, the finished piece. 
So. So is this is this something that you that that then takes your um, work to to be able to make it a bit more commercial? Then is that the uh, idea that you want to do? It's it's still expensive to print it. Okay. Uh, this way, it's mm. it's a way. I think probably in the future it will help, mm. or uh, let's say it, it's it's a process that helps you. Within the process of production, I don't, I don't think this will be. Uh, well, who knows what will be in the future? But yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. as as of now, you, you can't really use that to produce um, mm. many pieces. You can use it to help help you do different things in the process of producing. So you you can manipulate things maybe more easily uh, digitally, or you can enlarge or make things smaller really easily. Like it, mm. if you're sculpting something like that in this size and you want to enlarge it, it's very easy to scan it. And just oh, I see. Okay, yeah. Enlarge it to whatever size you want and print it in that size. Mm. And maybe, you know, just manipulate or fine tune it once it's printed and then do the, the sculpt, the, the final sculpture from that. So it's, it's kind of an aid as, as I see it uh, oh, yeah. in, in the process. And now, um, and, and do you do full body, um, you know, like like real full body uh, sculpting as well? Uh, full like size? In, in a full size, yeah. Uh, no, no, the, the, the largest I got to was, I don't know, something yeah. like, like uh, half yeah. size, let's say. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, yeah. yeah. Or a third size, maybe. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's not, that's not something that interests you. Yeah, no, it is. It is. Mm -hmm. I just don't have uh, the the place to do that or the time. It's, oh, I see. Uh, okay. Yeah. Mm. Because with with these small pieces, I can just work at home in the garage or something, and uh, I'm working on a stand and you know complete it. Once mm -hmm. it's larger. First, if it's ceramic, you have to have a big enough kiln to fire it or fire it oh, in pieces. Oh, of course, yeah. Or oh, you have to do it in, in pieces then. Yeah, yeah if, if, if you can't fit it, if you don't have a large enough kiln and you yeah. want to use it. <laughs> yeah. So I, I, I did it that once. It's really challenging because the, the pieces, first, they don't shrink the same. So then you get a seam that's not exactly uh, yeah. connecting. Uh, so you have to fix that too, and yeah, it's 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 better if you have a large enough oh, kilogram. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Is this something that you would like to do full time? Um, I I don't know. I'm thinking about it. There is, uh, th there are things that pull me here and there. Uh, yeah. It's interesting. But you know, I do it now as uh, to to my own enjoyment. So I I select the projects that I want to do. I you know, if I want to do camel sculptures, I do camels. Oh, <laughs> if I, I see. Yeah. Figures, yeah. figures, or whatever I see and get inspiration from. Uh, I feel like if I need to commit to that and uh, you know earn my living from that, I will 
probably need to compromise on things. Uh, um, so for now, it's it's good as a as a side thing. <laughs> well, I mean, it, it's uh, you are so talented with it, and 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 your work is so beautiful that I can imagine that maybe in a few years time. We can we can talk about this subject again, and you'll tell me another story. <laughs> 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 but now, um, uh, what would you what would you say as somebody who's, who wants to start doing that? What would be your first advice or your advice that uh, how they can start? So today there is there is a vast vast amount of material online that you can get mm -hmm. to. Uh, some of it is better and some not, but uh, you can probably just just for start, uh, you know, look online. There are, there are uh, tutorials that explain uh, if you're going figurative. Um, there there are books and videos that uh, really break down to stages the. Uh, the the process of building, uh, you know, the figure or the face, uh, the, the the so so basically books, uh, videos, and just just trying, you know, getting a box of clay home. It it could either be water based that's a little more messy or oil based, which is really nice to to work with at home. And just start start building, start practicing. Uh, and the oil base, you don't have to fire. They, they, it dries. Right. The, the problem is it doesn't dry. It, it stays like that oh, forever. Oh, I see. So okay. this, this is another problem because you always you always find things that you need to fix. You know, you look oh, at it. Okay. And, oh, this is not right. Oh, this is not right. This is not right. Always, <laughs> like you never. <laughs> you have oh, to okay. stop somewhere. <laughs> With, with uh, water-based, it, it just dries, and you 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 get to a state where you can't change it, or it, it wouldn't change nicely. Uh, and you have to bring yourself to a point where you're happy with what you did from all sides, and uh, it's 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 done. But with with oil-based, so okay, so you you work, you get to a certain state. Uh, if, if you're not me and leaving it forever, <laughs> you would uh, make a mold. Uh, so the, the, there are different uh, types of materials that you can do. The most common now, I think, is uh, silicone. So you, you cover it with silicone to get the fine details and then a hard shell on it. And then you get like a negative uh, structure of the uh, sculpture and then you you, you open it, you take the original out, and then you cast the material into it. And that material could be either uh, plaster or uh, wax, and then you can go into the process of creating a bronze or other oh, metals yeah. mm. uh, sculptures from it. That, that's usually how uh, people that make uh, bronze sculpture work uh, so that they they work in oil based clay, they make a mold, and they, they usually take it to a foundry where they uh, 
make another ceramic mold from from the wax. Uh, uh, so it's a it's a it's a long process then. It's a and, and a yeah. complicated process. I mean, it's not something that you can uh, do at home and and or or you know, like you say, it, it needs to be uh, taken somewhere that it's casted. Well. Uh, yes. Well, de depending on how far you go, if, if you obviously if you're casting uh, some kind of a high temperature metal into oh, yeah. it, you, you usually go to a foundry, mm -hmm. uh, uh, and th there there are places that will give you services of making the mold even. But this the making the mold uh, for uh, for reproducing it in let's say a plaster is something that you can do at home. Oh, it's see. just something. That you need to get, you need to get the experience in to know how to construct the mold, which materials mm -hmm. to use, uh, how to make it so it it just pops out of there with no problems. Because the, there are places that, let, let's oh, say, for example, here under the the skirt there is a void, and mm -hmm. if you know the the the, the shell material goes in there and then you you can't just uh pop the the sculpture from there you know you can't just pull it out because there is another part here that holds it uh or it, it's called the undercut is the the term i the, understand the what you term. mean yeah yeah, yeah. Um, i didn't think of that but yeah that makes sense yeah. or, mm. or or the hair here on you know, around the hair, oh, the yeah, material yeah. here, and then so you you, you got to construct it in a way that you can pull out the sculpture after it's cast. Uh, so it's uh, you usually uh, do several uh, several parts of of a mold around it, um, and that then you can break it out. Oh yeah. With yeah, with without harming the the sculpture inside mm -hmm. but but with with the with the advances of uh, using uh, silicon layers which are more flexible you can then you know have have a silicon layer over the sculpture and then a hard shell that you can break and you can oh, yeah. then unfold the silicon from it so that, that it's it's definitely something that you need to learn and uh, know uh, what you're doing, and I'm not there with with that process. So. Okay. Mm. But yeah, it sounds that this is why I say it. it uh, when when we start talking about this, all these little details and all these things to think about, this is not something that you usually think about when you look at the sculpture uh, sculpture like that, you know. And it's right, it's right. right yeah, true that you're saying. But now, um, Gary, what is your wish for the future? Um, good question. In the sculpture, I mean. <laughs> any uh, any wish you can make a wish here. <laughs> uh, I I hope to keep enjoying myself uh, and yeah. you know be able to to create things. Uh, just. Uh, uh, it, it kind of an enjoyable process. It kind of frees my mind when I do that. So, um, you know, I can 
go down and work on it for hours, it's usually a different mindset than the, the normal day that I'm uh, through and uh, it kind of frees the mind. So just doing that is great. <laughs> yeah, well, you have, you, 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 um, you work in two worlds, in two different worlds, uh, really. And, um, so that is probably why you can, uh, in that, when you start sculpting, you shut the other world out. Yeah, I, th th that's an interesting point. I, I don't feel like, I feel like the, the, there's a little mix between the worlds. Uh, oh, really? Yeah, because some, sometimes I feel like uh, an analytic approach is needed in, in some areas, and sometimes it's more the emotion that comes into play. So uh, it's, it's interesting. I don't know, like, to put the barrier or to, to say, like, this, this belongs to this and that belongs to that, but it feels like it's kind of mixing between them. Do you think the one helps with the other? I uh, I think so. I, <laughs> like I said, I, I can't really say, you know, this, oh, I, that helps me with the structures or something like that, you know. Oh, yeah, but, but, but it, it, maybe subconsciously that you that you don't realize. Right, exactly, exactly. Mm -hmm. and, but but I, I don't feel like I'm, uh, you know, uh, either at work not thinking about see. these aspects as well mm -hmm. or after work, not thinking about... Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so mm. I, I, yeah, I don't, I don't feel like I'm completely disconnected. It's just, uh, just in, in the mindset and, uh, you know, a different mm. uh, kind of atmosphere. Well, you analyze ears in meetings, so obviously you, you're... <laughs> <laughs> so you're still in that world then. <laughs> Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Gary, this is so lovely. I mean, honestly, you, your work is so good and, and um, it's so lovely to talk to you. And uh, you. But I want to ask you now, I've, I, I ask everybody to do a shout out for a restaurant or coffee shop in their area. Do you have a shout out? So, yeah, I was thinking because I asked in, uh, in your other videos, which I, I enjoyed, by the way. Uh, oh, the, thank you. Several, several of them are great. Uh, I, I, even you know, uh, the, the guy I can't remember the name, but the guy that makes puppets and the, the yeah, the, the lady who who made the, the string uh, the string contribution project. Uh, oh yeah, streets. yeah, wow, that's amazing, isn't it? Amazing, and yeah, and now we hear about all these things, and otherwise you you never know of that. But isn't it amazing that the musicians, um, you know, that they think of that to to help other musicians? Absolutely amazing, yeah, yeah. amazing project. And the, the guy with the piano that you know, just I'll show you, and then it takes the, yeah. <laughs> the whole center of the piano. <laughs> It's like, yeah, it's the Steinway and it's like, for me, it's like, oh, it's a Steinway and he just it takes it out. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I'll show you. <laughs> so, yeah. So the, the, the place, uh, so yeah. I actually, it's, it's a local place. 
uh, I, I usually go to Starbucks, but they yeah. they have enough publicity. They don't exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> more more rare uh, in more rare occasions, we go to a place nearby. Uh, it's called uh, uh, Wonder Bar. Yeah. Uh, and I got I got this uh, from a local watercolor color artist that wow. uh, actually drew the place. Amazing. It's a really nice place. Has like an antique feel. On yeah, it. and, and it's wunderbar. Like, uh, wunderbar is is German. Yeah, yeah. They also do uh, pretzels in in a in a, an in the next door. So Amazing. I don't know. I don't know if it's uh, yeah. I don't know the origins well, but uh, yeah, it's something <laughs> from that that area. Oh, and that's they do amazing! That's and coffees, and yeah, it's really it's nice. Amazing that you have the picture. Now I can imagine it as well, and what it looks like. But but Pennsylvania is um it's an Amish country, so there's a lot of German influence, isn't it? Uh, there there are, uh, but I don't think uh, in that area. I'm, oh, yeah, okay. I'm, I'm not sure about the origins there, but it's uh, it's not uh, uh, let's say it's it's not an Amish place uh, by definition. <laughs> oh, I see. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, Gadi, um, it's really thank you so much for your time and, and uh, your Saturday your Saturday morning. Thank you very much for having me. Yeah. And uh, well, maybe one day I come to America. I've never been there, but I would love to meet you in person. It would that be would so be great. great to see your yeah to see your work in real. That is um, I'll okay, Gadi. <laughs> uh, bye. Thank you. Bye bye. Bye.